I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew, and I'm a writer, reality competition TV fanatic, and 100% faithful. Promise. The Trader is a deep dive into each episode of the intense, addictive TV show The Traitors, beginning with the most recent US version of the show, streaming now on Peacock and BBC. Now, the name of the podcast was coined by a contestant on the Australian version of The Traitors, who, by the way, is now following this podcast on Instagram, and is a portmanteau. Two words combined, traitor and radar. So when you suspect someone of being a traitor, they are on your radar. Unlike every contestant of the new US season of The Traitors at the round table, I can spell, so the spelling is deliberate. If you're listening... You're most likely a fan of The Traitors, but just in case there are any newcomers, let's talk about what the show is. The Traitors is a reality competition programme that began in the Netherlands in 2021, and so far there have been Australian, UK and US versions, although the concept has been sold to TV companies in 20 different countries. The show invites a large group of contestants to come and live together in a remote location, competing in missions each episode to win money for a collective prize pot. However, a small group of contestants, usually three or four, are secretly allocated the roles of traitors at the beginning of the game. If you're not a traitor, you are a faithful. Each night, the traitors gather in secret to decide which faithful to eliminate or murder under the cover of night. As numbers dwindle, the remaining contestants are tasked with voting out who they think, or who they pretend to think, is a traitor, each evening in a banishment ceremony. The aim of the game is to banish traitors and survive until the end. If faithfuls do, they will share the prize pot with their fellow competitors, unless, of course, there are any traitors still in the game undetected. If any traitors are left in the game at the end, 
they will steal all of the money from the faithfuls. But again, you probably know all this. Now, I'm a lover of board games and party games, and when I first heard about this TV series, I knew it would be my sort of thing. And I was right. After a few episodes of the UK series, I was hooked. However, this season of the Trader podcast will focus on the most recent US season. Each podcast episode will dive into an episode of the TV show and discuss its contestants, events and behind-the-scenes info. And to help me do that, I'll have some awesome guests along the way. So, why not meet our episode one guest right now? My guest this week on The Trader is Sanji Lago. Sanji is an actor, writer, comedian, workshop facilitator, Hoovian, and all-round good guy. When Sanji graduated from the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, he was awarded the Principal's Award for Excellence for School of Drama. And more recently, Sanji is a recipient of the National Theatre of Scotland Rising Star Award. Sanji, welcome to The Trader. How are you doing? I'm good. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Sanji, we met last year, didn't we? We How did yep. we know each other? Um, just through writing and through like creative stuff. Um, you're also an author and I love your book. So, yeah, just through writing and creativity, really. Yeah, we, we have a mutual friend. Uh, we have a friend called Toby who's a writer. We, oddly, although we both live in Glasgow, we met in London. Uh I mean, you you we knew of each other as well on social media, just never met in person, even though we're so close to each other. So, Sanji, I know that you already are a fan of The Traitors, is that right? Yes, I am. So, uh, which, have you watched the UK series? Yes, yeah, so I watched all the UK series and I have got 20 minutes left of the US series, um, which I kind of binge-watched the US series in, I'd say, 24 hours. <laughs> that's very impressive you're you're actually doing better than me so at this point i have only watched the first couple of episodes so you know more than i do so no spoilers sanji also just uh, to say that were... i'm not i'm not lazy though um just i've just been <laughs> multitasking just putting out there i haven't i'm not that's lazy i have that. been working but um yeah oh my god i'll keep my opinions but until we get further in the chat but yeah i've almost finished the u.s version Sanji, if you were going to be on the traitors, what do you think you would be? Would you be better as a faithful or a traitor? I think I'd be better as a faithful because I can't lie. Because when I lie, my cheeks go up and I start to smile. <laughs> so someone puts I'm me on the spot and goes like, Sanji, you're a traitor. I'm like, I'm not a traitor, I'm a faithful. <laughs> but I'd also love the challenge of I... trying to be a traitor. I'm surprised to hear you say that because you're an actor. I thought you would say I would be a good traitor because I'm good at pretending and I'm good at putting on a facade. So I thought, surely your skill set would make you quite a good traitor. Aye, but then it's all like the paranoia and the accusing people and all the gossip and that just makes me para and I'm just like, no, nope, done with. Maybe I'd be a good faithful because I deal with divas in the past, so like, I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Aye, true. Her. As a traitor, so... it is sort of 24-7. Like you, you can't. Although you're performing, you can't really turn it off. You're around those people all the time, so that's a long yeah. time to keep up the act. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I think 
I don't think I'd be a very good traitor. I think I would think I would be a good traitor, but as soon as I was questioned or put on the spot, I think I would crumble. And I think it would be written all over my face that I was panicking. So I, I really don't know if I could handle the pressure. So you, you said that you wouldn't, you don't think you'd be a very good traitor. But in reality, what is your biggest betrayal? What's the biggest or best lie that you ever told? Or maybe the worst lie you ever told or the funniest lie that you ever told? I think for me, it's something that people still talk about from school. Um, I'm not a vegetarian, but um, in my school, lemon chicken sandwiches was like the go-to. Everybody loved lemon chicken. As an adult now, I don't get what the fascination is, but back then it was like, whoa! And I had a cheese sandwich and I didn't want it. My friends were like, well, why don't you go and ask them for a different one? So one of my friends came up with me and I was like, hi, um, I'm actually a vegetarian, but have you got any other vegetarian options? And I knew they had a lemon chicken. And I was like, can I swap my cheese? They're like, what would you like? And I was like, oh, can I get the lemon chicken, please? And the woman's face was like, I'm sorry, come again? And I was like, it's just it's one of those <laughs> days. And she's like, oh, there you go. So I got my lemon chicken sandwich. But the woman was like, you're a vegetarian? Chicken? And this is the days before corn, tofu, um, I'm trying to go else. I think that would be my funniest, biggest betrayal as saying I'm a vegetarian, but actually I'm not, I just want the meat. Why couldn't you just, why did you have to ask for a lemon chicken sandwich? Were they sort of like rationed? Were they like very special? Yeah, and there was not much of them at all. Oh, like, it was like the chocolate milk that used to come in the school crates, you get like two for a, in a class of 30. Then all the kids would be like, I want the chocolate. And I've got the chocolate, I always got plain milk. Now, since you were quite good at telling that lie, Sanji, we are going to play a game during this podcast. We are going to play the Trader Traitor. Our goal throughout the episode from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact. It can't just be a fake opinion. So you can't say you like a contestant, but actually you don't really like them because that's a wee bit rubbish. So you've got to create something that is utterly false. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to lie to you. You're going to lie to me. At the end of the episode, we're going to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought was the other person's lie. Does that make sense, Sanjay? Yes. Okay. Are you ready to lie to me at some point? Yeah. I just, it means that I need to also pay attention to you. (laughs) Exactly. So that's, that's the challenge. Oh. Multitasking. There we go. <laughs> so, Sanji, I think it's time for us to get into episode one of the US season of The Traitors. Here we go. Sanji, episode one begins with. Uh, a montage of what's to come in the series. And what, what most people in the UK will notice straight away is it's the same set. They use the same place to film it as the UK version. So yeah. it's Ardross Castle in the Highlands. And even we see little clips of some of the challenges, the missions coming up, and they are all the same as the UK version. Uh, what did you think of that? I thought maybe it's budget. Maybe they can't afford to make new challenges. But I think, yeah, it was very nice to see that castle. Um, but I think what annoyed me, and we might 
chat about this further in, but with the US version, you just go straight into it. Like, you didn't have the wee bit in the castle, and sorry, on the train, where they're all meeting each other at the platform in the UK version, getting yeah. to know each other. And I think maybe this is controversial, but I wasn't a big fan of having a mix of celebrities and non-celebrities. This is the next thing I was going to ask about. Why, Why? well, there's probably a very obvious answer. Why have they done that? Why have we got, well, when we say celebrities, you know, we're using that term. Yeah, loosely. very loosely. Um, why do you think they've got this mix of celebrities and sort of non-celebrities? What's, what's the point? I don't think it would have sold in America then. I think it's such a unique well, yeah. concept, and I don't think people would have watched it unless there were interested names on there. I think American TV is very different to British TV when it comes to reality TV shows. I kind of feel like reality TV here makes something of people without names, whereas in America it feels like people with a name, for them to kind of keep going, they need to keep being seen. I don't know who any of them were. I was looking at going, who are you? Who are you? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird. Yes, I recognise two or three of them, um, but we'll maybe get to that um, a wee bit later on. I, I agree. I think they needed. I think they obviously wanted celebrities because they needed some sort of names to attract viewers. But but what I, that what that makes me think is why wasn't it just a one hundred percent celebrity version? Why why is yeah. it half celebrities? I'm not really sure what the thinking was behind that and it, and it seems so far from what i've seen they don't really then exploit that like there's no reason you know it doesn't become an element of the game that some of them are famous it, it, it sort of ends up not really mattering and also oh. it'd be a bit sad if like you got to the end of the game and say there's like two traitors two non-traitors and the two non-traitors are not celebrities but the traitors are celebrities that means celebrities would see with the money and there'll be people in the yeah. game who are normal people trying to get money that aren't even in with a chance of it. So it kind of feels there's like a level of unfairness before the game even begins. Yeah, that could be quite a strange complication as it goes on. And maybe you'll know more than I do because you've seen more of it. Maybe that'll come into discussions that people have as the programme goes on about who needs money and all that sort of thing. I mean, if whether it be in a celebrity version... I would love it if I was in there with celebrities. Like, I've almost had, like, I've almost, like, I've been at a dinner, like, almost two seats away from Whoopi Goldberg. I've been at the Scottish BAFTAs, and I was like, oh, imagine I was, like, in a house with them, and those events were actually the traitors, and one of them was going to kill me. So I think if it's actual celebrities, is that whole thing of, like, I think this is a thing that a lot of actors say is reality TV stars, for me, that go on TV shows, aren't celebrities for me a celebrity is someone like maggie smith judy dench people that have like worked had a career people that are like working a reality tv is such a bubble in itself yeah so i went into a, a bit of a daze as soon as you mentioned whoopi goldberg so i've i've been in a bubble <laughs> since you said that i love how you i love your examples of celebrities where maggie smith and judy dench of all the people you could have i mean obviously i love them as well um it's it's a, a good choice. Good choice of celebrities. Like, can you just imagine we Judy Dench going around murdering people and she's like, oh, no, it's not me. It's not me. And you're like, aye, aye, Judy, it is you. 
I am going to launch a campaign for a Maggie Smith, Judy Dench, and Whoopi Goldberg edition of The Traitors. That would be fun. So this would be a good point to run through each of the contestants and just explain who they are. So we have Ari Luyendik, who was on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. Brandy Glanville, who is one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills, and she's also been on The Apprentice and Celebrity Big Brother in the US and UK. We have Siri Fields, who's a nurse and four-time Survivor contestant, although she never won. Cody Calafiore, who has been on Big Brother twice in America and won All-Stars in 2020. Kate Chastain, who is on the show Below Deck. Kyle Cook, who's an actor and model. Rachel Riley, not to be confused with British star of Countdown, Rachel Riley. Different Rachel Riley. She's been on two seasons of American Big Brother and she won in 2011. Reza Faran, who's on a show called Shaz of Sunset. He's an estate agent or a realtor, as they might say in America. Ryan Lochte, who's the 12-time Olympic swimmer. Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick, who has been on the show Survivor three times. And then we have the non-celebrities. So we have Michael Davidson, an office manager, Andy Thurmond, a director of music services, Quentin Giles, a political analyst, Shelby Rodriguez, a public affairs manager, Geraldine Moreno, she's an actress, Robert Neves, or BAM, as he's known. BAM means something quite different in Scotland, but BAM is a tech sales executive. Angelica Conte is a hairstylist, Azra Vellani is a yoga instructor, Amanda Clark is a nurse, and lastly, Christian Delator is a veteran and van life influencer. Now, I'm not totally sure what a van life influencer is. I'm assuming he lives in a van that's all decked out and travels around, and it's not that he just loves the shoes vans, although I could be wrong. Sanji, what do we think of... Uh, What's your first impression of Alan coming as a host? I think, looking at the faces of the Americans, I'm like, do they need subtitles? Because they look confused. <laughs> um, with, their faces made me laugh. But I love that, because Claudia Winkleman in the UK version didn't yes. make it about her. Whereas Alan Cummings comes out and says, welcome to my Scottish castle. Welcome. It's a lot of me, which I love. I really wonder if these were filmed different times to each other. Because Claudia Winkleman's got a lot of the big jumpers, turtlenecks. Alan Cummings is coming out in some fab outfits. So I'm interested to see what the time difference between filming is. But um, interesting choice. I'm in, I was interested why they chose him, but he has got a creepiness about him too. Like this mysterious energy. I'm like, ooh. Okay. You've said a couple of the things that I've noted down. A, the outfits. B, the accent. C, the the hamming it up. He's, he's, obviously, he's an actor, he's a performer, so he's very good at adding to this sort of mysterious yeah. ambience and really making it feel like it's a game and it's a murder mystery. Uh, some people might be annoyed by that, but by the end of the first episode, I thought, no, okay, I get it, I'm here for it. So... After we get a remontage and we realise what's coming in this series, we start to get the arrival of some of the quote-unquote celebrities. Was there anyone you recognised? Do you know any of them? No. <laughs> I know a couple. I Well, I knew Ryan Lochte because he's an Olympian, so he has an actual sort of career. Um, and he's very handsome. And I knew Brandy... <laughs> 
kind of. I don't watch any of the Real Housewives franchises, but I know kind of who some of them are through social media and stuff. So I, I recognise one or two. Most of them I'm not really that familiar with. Um, although I know a wee bit more about them now. Um, one of the first things I noticed was Michael. Michael's accent. Michael, who is the DMV officer from Manchester. He's from Manchester. Manchester with the the funniest accent now i i have heard you know i'm familiar with an american southern accent that was next level um i almost couldn't understand them but i loved it what do we think of michael i find it funny when he was like i'm from a wee big country called manchester and i was like manchester even here has such a significant um (laughs) accent oh now, something else I noticed when we're meeting all these new contestants is Shelby. Shelby works in PR, but has decided to pretend that she's a kindergarten teacher. And this has happened throughout other versions of the traitors, the UK and the Australian traitors. People often hide Fact. things about themselves. They either hide their career or they... In the UK version, we had a, a, two contestants who were in a relationship and they hid that they were a couple. What? Why do you... Why do, we think do we think this is a good idea to hide something about your career which may come out later and make you look bad or is it really wise to hide certain things i've not seen the australian one and haven't watched the american one there's not a lot of line i think okay. the uk one kind of went all in with the couple and all that and there was something else and maddie who was an yeah, actress, who's an actress <laughs> revealed through her. that she was an actress i love maddie as well uh, uh, she needs to go back to um, EastEnders, and she also liked my tweet, and I was like, "Hey, um, I think it's interesting when they hide those facts." But then there's also a whole thing of like, "Will that fact hinder you, or will it help you?" And yes. in all the cases, I don't think it's helped anybody. I I agree. I I don't under I don't think it helps anyone. Mostly because they can't seem to help themselves from eventually just telling everyone anyway. Oh, by the way, for the past six episodes, I've kept this secret, but I'm going to tell you now. If you're going to keep a secret, keep it all the way through. I do think it's interesting, also, because when you look at the British version, they all had like normal jobs as well. Nobody was like overly something. Whereas this one, there's a political analyst. A PR person. It's a very, even though they've got non celebrities, they've got very interesting non celebrities. Like Andy is a director of music services. Yes, I know. <laughs> and, and I'm like, of, what? Geraldine is. Geraldine's not one of the sort of celebrities, but she's an actress. Um, so we do have sort of quite interesting jobs. And you write a political an- acquaintance and political analyst. Uh, yeah, interesting variety of vocations that our contestants have. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So after we meet some of them, they arrive. You said this yourself. It's quite uh, abrupt almost. The episode goes right into the selection. They're all in the round table immediately and we're about to find out who the traitors are. And I remember in the UK version, you know, Claudia Winkleman sits down with them all and interviews one by them one. and they have a chat. What? Yeah, we don't really get any of that here at all. We go straight to the round table. So we're, the audience isn't privy to why the traitors are chosen. Um, and it, it's sort of very... My my first impression was it's very serious. They're taking it very seriously. It's very somber. It's also very um, rushed. You know, uh, I feel like with our version, it was nice getting to know the contestants, that one-on-one, getting to see them without everybody else around them. Whereas this one, they're like, okay, here we go. Boom. Here we go. Into the game. Blindfolds yeah. on. Pick the traitors. Get your blindfolds off. Uh, and they're really. it's funny watching them all take off their blindfolds and they're really... Suspicious. Looking around the table, mm. immediately suspicious. It cuts straight to a clip of Rachel immediately saying, I think Cody's a traitor. Because <laughs> yeah. she, they know one another. I think they were both in Big Brother in America. They both already knew one another. Um, and she just immediately says, he's a traitor. So they're, they're all right into suspecting one another yeah. straight away. But also when they take off the, bl- when the blindfolds are getting chosen, one of the one that gets chosen, Christian, he annoys me. Christian is, is, is a handful, yes. Quite handful. And then you just see him on the blindfold when he gets where he goes, thank you. Like, he literally <laughs> mouths thank you, and I'm like, wow, okay. I know. I, yeah, I watched that thinking, um, you maybe don't want the people sitting right beside you to hear in your breath. any noises you're making. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. So, as well as Christian, the other traitors Alan chooses, and when I say Alan chooses, I mean... Alan is told to choose by the producers are Siri and Cody. After after the selection then of the traitors, we move quite quickly on to their first mission and we've talked a wee bit about this already. This is a mission that they used in the UK version. The contestants split into two teams. They have to gather some rope, create a line that leads up to a big huge sort of metal structure of a big beast and set it on fire. Uh, it's it's a bit sort of arbitrary to me. I mean, all of the tasks are a bit arbitrary. They're just a sort of game for a bit of fun to raise some money. What's I don't really know what the purpose of splitting them into two teams is. Um, and the first team to light light the beast wins twenty thousand pounds for the pot, and the second team wins ten thousand. Why why don't yeah. they just do it all together? <laughs> Or what could be more interesting is why don't they split them up into teams? The winning team puts thirty thousand in the pot and gets a prize within their own group, and the losing team needs to fight for the armory or something. Yeah, because the armory sort of, I'm assuming, gets introduced later in this season. Yeah, they used it in the UK one. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Why wait until so long later on in the season? Also, yeah. the armory is really interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Is like... So yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't really know the point sometimes of the missions where they put them into teams, uh, because they're really all big one team building towards a prize fund. I'm not sure. Uh, I I often wonder 
and I wondered it in this episode. They have this timer counting down. They've got 30 minutes to complete the mission and Alan's there telling them how long they've got left. I, is that timer real? I mean, they, they finish this mission as Alan literally counts down to one and they ignite the big monster at the count of one. Are we believing that? Is it real? Then SCV is all edited. It's like, um, for, my, for me, like, I always think The Apprentice, when it's like, the phone rings, it's like 4.30am, hi Lord Sugar Lake, can we eat the shard? <laughs> the card's about in 20 minutes. And it's dark. But then they're all like, immaculately yeah. dressed, and it's bright lights. So for me, I'm like, are you... did they have 20 minutes? Sanji, are you implying that TV sometimes lies to us? <gasps> Does it? You take it back. So at the end of the mission, when they conveniently complete the task with one second to go, uh, the green team wins. Uh, my favourite bit of the whole mission is Brandy refusing to run and just says, we don't run in Beverly Hills. And she very casually carries the yeah. team up to the rope. Yeah. I enjoyed that. It's, you know, it's it seems quite dangerous, this task as well. They've got these sort of vests on. They're working with this sort of like gasoline or, or paraffin or whatever it is. Um, and the UK one... One, I can't remember who it was, one of the contestants, whoever let the the sort of fuse, I, I think they did really burn themselves that they had to go off to get treatment or something. Because I didn't notice at the time, but when you look back, they, they aren't in, that when they go back to the house and they're all discussing things, that contestant isn't around until they get to the round table, because I think they had to go off for treatment. So it seems a bit risky giving them this big, huge torch to light some rope. So but it's also I'd, interesting. I don't know if I'd be up for that. Because one of my friends who is an actor, he um trialed all the games before they went on TV. Oh, okay. So like they Tell got like they got like dummy people in like to try out to try out the games to see if they were safe. Yeah, yeah I suppose they yeah, they probably have to test how, realistically how long could you get this done in. Mm. So we have our mission, green team wins, we've got money in the pot. Uh, after that, the contestants go back to the house. They start having some discussions. It's it's so interesting to me that they already, you know, they're talking about who they think the traitors are. What what are they basing this on? Because a traitor doesn't actually do anything except talk. Decide who to murder off at night. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing else they do during the day. They play the missions the same as anybody else. So it's so funny to me when people come up with theories about traitors. Basing it purely on nothing, completely made up ideas of what a traitor is. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? I do think that's what the whole game is. It's paranoia, it's gossip, and I think it is a real great way to set up the game. It is. I think that's you're right. It's it's a, it's psychological, and for me, that's the most fascinating thing about the traitors. It's not the missions and it's not even how much money they win it's the psychology of it it's how willing people are to accuse other people of completely fabricated ideas and how willing people are to lie and to turn on one another it, yeah. it reminds me of the crucible it's like it's like mass hysteria but it's absolutely brilliant viewing it's it's so exciting to watch from a distance i do love the crucible it's one of my favourite So the next part of the episode is the traitors meeting at night and they reveal their identities to one another. So we have Cody, Christian and Siri. 
And there's immediately a bit of conflict because Cody and Christian speak to the camera and in their interviews tell us, well, particularly Cody, says that he doesn't like Christian. They've already kind of, not butted heads, but he's found them quite abrasive. So that must have been quite... uh, And... Well, it must have been great for the producers to then have the two of them actually be traitors. And then also, Cody's already a suspect the minute the blindfolds came up. Yeah, I think the traitors are interesting, but I knew instantly, yeah, they're not all going to make it to the end. I had a feeling yeah. that the, just the way they get spoken about, you're like, nah, you'll be out, you'll be out, you'll be out. I wouldn't have chose those three. Who then, who would you have chosen as your traitors? I would have chose Siri. I would have chose. I would have chose Quentin, and I would have chose Kyle. Okay, why? Uh, I I agree with Siri. I think she's so unsuspecting. Why Quentin and Kyle? Well, Quentin's just like this jovial guy in the background. He's not getting involved. I feel. I feel like he would just sit there and listen. I feel like Kyle would be the Cody of the group, though. I think he would break under pressure, but he go through a bit and he'd also use his looks yes he has a, he's an actor a model and he's been on various reality dating shows in america so he's obviously very handsome i didn't know who he was i didn't know who he was either so they start to talk about who they're going to murder straight away um and they talk about what would be the best thing to do they seem to suggest that people who won't be easy to sway people who are quite sort of outspoken and confident would be the best people to pick off. Mm. They think that people who who they, they are not going to be able to manipulate, they should probably get rid of them. Do you think that's quite a wise strategy? Yeah, because, no spoilers, but the people that they did choose, I was like, yep, yeah, I would kill one of them. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're thinking along the same lines of the traitors. See, you would be a good traitor, Sanjay. I know, but I can't lie. Okay, you'd be a good traitor behind the scenes, just not when anyone asks you about it. Aye, that, yeah, true. If they ask about it, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so, the traitors, they narrow it down and they decide that their murder victim is either going to be Brandy, Reza or Kate. And after that, they meet with Alan and the audience doesn't know who they've picked and excitement's really building up here. Such a and good this choice, is, I agree with. A, a great choice and it's a great choice of the producers to leave it at that as they always tend to do it's funny because watching the start of the episode I sort of thought oh am I going to really enjoy this as much I don't know if it's going to be as exciting anymore but actually by the time it gets to them handing over their envelope to Alan with their murder victim the excitement for me had really built and I, I, mm. I immediately wanted to watch the next episode at that point, I thought, no, it's it's still great. This this structure still really works. I yeah. have to binge view this. And we're left there. We're left with a cliffhanger. And that's where our episode ends. So, Sanjay, overall thoughts on episode one. How did you find it as an opener to this US season? I was okay. I feel like they could have stretched out a lot more they could have like spent more time of them beforehand on the train i feel like the british version we kind of got to know them one to one with claudia i feel like they could have done that here and i do feel like the celebrities are kind of overtaking a lot of the airtime compared to the non-celebrities i would like to get to know the non-celebrities 
Um, I agree. Yeah. I just feel like I just feel that boom, there you go. And it's only 44 minutes long. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I won't say too much, but I just feel like, yeah, looking at it going on, I just feel like the celebrities have more of a foot and a lot more. And you can tell it's for viewers. They're there for the viewers. For me, it was like an okay episode. It, it, I knew it was going to happen, but I feel like they're missing that connection with the cat, the contestants and Alan one-on-one. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I enjoyed it. I wanted, by the end, I definitely couldn't wait to watch the next episode. But I would have liked to also get to know the contestants a little bit more, especially at the beginning, before we select the traitors straight away. Um, so, And I think you're right. They, they, and it, it makes sense. They focus more on the celebrities than the civilians, the non-celebrities. And I understand that from a television maker point of view, that that's who they've probably paid a lot of money to already and that's what they think will get viewers in. So I, Which I do understand Which really that. confuses me then of if they are celebrities, it's a bit unfair then if celebrities, if, any, if there was a celebrity that made it as a traitor to the end, who could potentially steal money from people that aren't celebrities, I find that a bit, a bit like, what? Well, it's a bit unfair. Yeah, it does add in a sort of strange element. But then maybe... Maybe that is also effective. I don't know. Maybe that gets viewers more annoyed or that gets us more involved because there's an extra layer mm. to, you know, for the audience to think, who do we actually root for here? Who do we want to win? I don't know if that's intentional, but it's cer- certainly something that people will probably talk about. So, Sanji, at this point, at the end of the first episode, uh, what were you thinking about the traitor's chances what was your first impression? Did you think they were going to do well or were you already having doubts about them? I was already having doubts. I thought one of them, I thought Siri was a good choice because I feel like she's got that, she's got a really good demeanour that everybody's like, nah, it's just your wee auntie. Christian's energy, I'm just like, <laughs> no, you're just annoying. And yeah, blindfolds off, Cody got mentioned. I was like, there you go. Yeah, Cody already alert suspicion. Christian, you need to calm down. Mm. Now, Sanji, you have mentioned your experience in the industry. When I introduced you, I told everybody about your acting experience. Uh, there's, you've got a project coming up that we should probably know about. What's what's in the short future for you? Yeah, so 2023, I am throwing a brand new leaf into the book and I'm doing my first ever solo stand-up show with poetry um, called Love Me Like a Chai Tea Latte on at the Vaults Festival on the 7th and 8th of February. It's only two nights only um, so ticket sales can be found at the Vaults Festival um, yeah, really exciting. It's a whole brand new area for me. Never done stand-up except for at the Fringe. I did like two wee slots. Um, but it's also an amalgamation of like poetry as well. So, And it's looking at gay dating and racism during a pandemic. Good stuff. And I've seen you perform before, Sanji, so I know it's going to be a great show. And oh, I can't thank wait you. to hear all about it. Now, we have one final thing left to do, Sanji. We were playing a game within a game, or a game within a podcast about a game... The trade are traitors. Ooh. Ah. I told you a lie in the past 45 minutes or so, and I think you told me a lie. What do you think 
Are you going to banish me? What do you do? You, what do you think my lie was? I don't know. I don't think you did lie. Oh, I did. Oh, maybe I wasn't paying attention then. Well, I tell you, I think I know what your lie is. What? And I didn't think it when you said it. I completely took it at face value. Did you tell me a lie? I don't know, did I? I think you did, but I didn't realise it at the time. It was only when I looked down at what we were about to be discussing and I remembered, oh, he told me a lie. And then something jumped to mind. I think you don't have a friend who tested out the games on the traitors. Is that true? I mean, that is not true because I do have a friend <laughs> that tested out the games on the traitors, but I did tell you a lie and that wasn't it. What are you joking? Yeah, I told you a lie. That wasn't, that wasn't that, the wait. lie, though. That wasn't the lie. No. You do have a friend that tested out the games for the traitors? Yeah, one of my friends. No. <gasps> right, in that Last case... Last year. In that case, I am stumped. I do not know what you lied to me about. Right. Tell me your lie and I'll tell you mine. So my lie was... Um, so the truth is, I have been to the Scottish Baptist, but... I've not been to a dinner and sat next to Google Goldberg two seats away. What? What? That's a dream. You, I, I would love to, but no, I've not sat next to Whoopi Goldberg at a dinner. That is obviously a lie, but I was completely swept up in that because I love Whoopi Goldberg. So I was just in awe and thought, oh my goodness, he sat. I think it's because he said like two seats away. That I thought, oh, that's real. Like he, if he was, if you were going to lie, you would have just said you sat next to her. Oh, Sanji! Oh, you are—you are a good liar. You'd be—you would be a good traitor. I'm telling you. I can't believe that. I can't believe I actually fell for that, without question. Right, you've got last chance. What do you think my lie was? I can't remember what you'd said. I told you I'm very neurodiverse and multitasking is a strong point. And I, I didn't really my like. My lie was not that. It wasn't that interesting. It was quite a sort of subtle, non-exciting lie. It wasn't about me, it was about something in the TV programme that I just fabricated. Oh, about Cody not liking Christian? No. That... Oh, Rachel saying it was Cody. No, that was true as well. That was true. I'll tell you. My lie was that somebody on the UK series did the mission and they burned themselves and had to go to hospital and they weren't in the rest of the episode. I just made that up. Yeah, because I thought that, because I was like, that can't be true. <laughs> because they tested all the games, and they went through it all. Well, but you didn't question it, and you forgot all about it. I did. So, actually, so we're both I banished. I was quite... We're both good liars, <laughs> and we're both traitors, and we got away with it. But we love we each go. other. <laughs> we do. Well, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of The Trader, Sanji. And I can't wait to talk about the rest of the series with you once I've watched it. Oh my god, yes. So much to talk about. I'm going to go watch the last 20 minutes now and then not say a thing. Or will I? Okay. No, you better not. Okay, thank you, Sanjay. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Trader. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at The Trader Podcast and you can get in touch. Uh, via email 
thetraderpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow today's guest Sanji on Instagram and Twitter at Sanji Lago. And if you have friends who love the traders, please tell them about the podcast. Add us to your favourites, leave reviews, all that jazz that you hear at the end of every podcast and listen in to the next episode. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.